You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 139, Ask Angie and Laura. Welcome to episode 139 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So today we are doing an Ask Angie and Laura. And um, while we typically just pop them into, pop in like an intake form on our newsletter, this time we just thought we would pop something into our Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram at Mindful Design School, you were able to, if you were happened to be watching us that particular day, we had a story up with a sticker where you could submit feng shui questions. So we got a whole bunch of questions. We also posted it on my account at Angie Cho. And so we got a lot of questions, which was actually really nice because sometimes we don't get a lot of questions on the intake form. So, so check out both if you want to ask a question and we are going to kind of pick out the best ones that are the most helpful for everyone today. And before we get started, we just want to give a few reminders that our feng shui certification program starts this weekend. So if you're interested in learning how to answer these questions for yourself, be sure to check out our certification program. And I promise you, once you graduate, you'll be able to answer all of these questions on your own. Right, Laura? Mm -hmm. True. Yep. Maybe not as well as we do it, though. Well, that goes without saying. I'm just kidding. Our students are awesome and they're smart and they're, and our grads are awesome. They would probably do a better job, actually. Yeah, probably. Okay. So we had a couple of questions that related to the Bogwa. So let's start with those. Now, I'll just kind of rattle them off. Like a rapid rapid fire them at me. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, we'll take turns. There's a lot here. There's a lot of questions here. It's good. We got a lot. Yeah. So the first one, Laura is from Paulina energetics, Mm -hmm. how to read the Bagua in a long and narrow home. Okay. So I'm assuming, you know, what the Bagua is for those of you listening that don't go back and look at one of our many podcasts about it, but we also have a download too, that can walk you through how to, how to lay it. So the Bagua is a, for lack of a better way of referring to it, an energy map. So you lay it on your home. So let's say we're looking at a floor plan just for being really practical about this. And we're looking at that floor plan and that floor plan is a very long and narrow home. Well, the beauty of a Bagua is it's, it, it can compress, it can lengthen, it can move, it's flexible, particularly Bagua from the black sect tradition, which is what Angie and I practice. And so you essentially you just continue to stretch and move that bagua over that long. So it'll be a long skinny rectangle. So that means all of your areas are going to probably be, you have nine, nine sections, eight guas in the center, all equal. They have to be exactly equal and you stretch. It'll, you'll basically have a lot of long and narrow guas or a lot of long and narrow areas. So just keep working with it and fitting it into, especially if you have a, a, just a complete rectangle, it's quite simple. It's quite straightforward. 
it get, you get trickier when you're missing areas or when it's a kind of an awkward shape. And then it's harder to answer this question, but just, you know, keep stretching it. You turn it into the shape, turn the bagua into the shape of that rectangle and just make sure that all your areas are equal. Yeah. Actually a long and narrow home is a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. And if, it is. Uh, and this is a great question. I mean, this is a great um, opportunity to talk a little bit about practical feng shui, which is our monthly workshop. And we actually have a small workshop for up to nine students and we lay nine bagwas on nine different floor plans. So you learn a lot and we teach you the nuances. So that's, that's pretty straightforward. And Mm -hmm. then this other question I'll answer this one that S M M S eight, eight, nine, zero asked what happens when the front door is um, pushed back and part of the house is in front of the Bagua. I think that's what they're asking. Cause they said front doors inset rather than flush with wall of house. So that's a more complicated question. You probably want to work with a consultant to submit a floor plan, but in general, you always want to lay the Bagua aligned with the front door, according to the black sect. So I'm just going to keep that simple because mm-hmm. I can't really tell you more without seeing your floor plan. Yeah. So. so another Bagua question we had was how to work with a washer dryer in the Southwest corner, the relationship corner, or Laura, you want to take a stab at that one? Uh, okay. Um, or I can, if you no, want. No, no, it's okay. Well, first off, we don't do Southwest. We don't do the cardinal directions when we use the Bagua. Um, and when we align guas, just every, there are different schools of feng shui and we practice black sect. And so we set the bagua according to the predominant flow of chi, which is generally the mouth of chi. And that is where we set the yang door and therefore the bagua according to that. So we don't look at Southwest. So if it's our school, we don't even know if it is the relationship corner. So I would say that we can't ask, answer that question in terms of the Southwest, but what we can say is if you do have a washer dryer in your relationship corner, and if you want to know where that is, you would, let's just say you're standing in the front door of your house. It's the far right corner of the home. Uh, again, you can download our Bagua kit that we have that kind of walks you through some simple ways to lay it. And that's on our website, uh, mindfuldesignschool.com on the blog page, you'll see it there. Um, so if, if it is in fact in the partnership area, well, so there's different theories on, on, um, on depending on the gua. So it really does depend on the gua because it actually might not even be in partnership. So, um, which would be interesting because if it's well, in a different quad, it's actually not so bad. <laughs> no, but I'm trying to think of like for the partnership, I mean, it's got a drain, so that's not great, but it's, it's washing and cleaning things. So that's good. So it depends on how many other drains are in that area. Washer drains, not that big a deal. I mean, I would probably, you know, do a really simple adjustment if it were in that area and just add some earth, which is mm-hmm. what that gua is associated with. Yeah, because Professor has said that a lawn, Professor Lin Yun, who founded BTB Feng Shui, has said that laundry can be positive in the sense that it cleans and purifies things. Okay, here's one that we get a lot from Tappet and Twill. I'll take a stab at this one. Is the Bagua different for the Southern Hemisphere? I'm in Australia. So, hello to Australia. And we do get this a lot. And it actually ties back in 
to how Laura answered the last question. So there's different, many different schools of feng shui. The one that we practice is called BTB or black sect. And we don't use the directions to lay the bagua. And so instead we use the front door, which is the mouth of chi where the energy comes from. So the bagua would not be laid differently. However, I would assume for the other schools of feng shui, you would also not lay the bagua differently because it, um, even like, you know, Laura and I live in the Northern hemisphere, but we're not living in ancient China where this was, where feng shui was developed and the geography is different in all over China. That's why different schools of feng shui formed or part of the reason why. And so I think that these directions are conceptual rather they're, they're more conceptual. Laura, what would you say about that? Well, I think He's giving me the first guy I'm going, you're going to answer this one. No. So I, you know what? I would actually keep it. My answer would be, it, that's why I love BTB feng shui, just because it's not dependent on the directions and it is a flexible, it's the, you know, the, the, the constantly, it's like a turning bagua. It's shifting. It can, it can spin, it can move depending on where the dominant flow of chi is coming from. So, um, and, you know, we even have more, you know, kind of more advanced ways of looking at yin and yang doors. And so, um, so it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a client in Australia or if I'm talking to a client in, you know, in Toronto. So, um, so you, you know, I think you have to look at, at the, there's a couple of questions here that are about um, directions because, you know, some people don't know that there are different schools of feng shui and, um, and you kind of have to figure out what works best for you and what you like the most and, you know, in terms of schools. And so our school is, um, is got that flexibility of, of uh, the floating bagua, as we call it. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that would be a great thing to ask a classical feng shui practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is not exactly a bagua question, but where did it go? Let's see. Oh, Sophia asked, are relationships linked to earth element? Mm. Laura, your turn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess they could be considered that way. Well, there's a gua, um, an area that is often referred to as the relationship area or gua of the bagua. Kun is the Chinese name. And it is goes back to being yin earth when you take it back to the I Ching, to the uh, trigram. And it is it is earth. It's literally earth. And I mean, that's the connection with the um, sort of natural elements that it has. And it also is an earth element gua. So yes. Um, and so if you want to unpack that a little bit more and think more broadly about relationships and the connection with earth, you know, earth is something that nurtures and feeds and creates, you can grow. Like, so think about when you're in a really great nurturing, supportive relationship, you can really grow. And when you think about the earth element, particularly yin earth, yin earth is soft earth. It's receptive. It's fertile. It allows things to flourish. And so your question is actually a good one looking at it, you know, because it actually talks a lot about, we can actually start to talk a lot about the different elements and why, why is an earth, why is relationships an earth gua? And it, and it always makes sense when you sort of think about that. And it'll make you think twice 
about the relationships you're in, right? Think about it. You really do want relationships that really make you grow and make you a better person and that you can show up and that, that, that support you. And so that's really what earth is. You know, yeah. I would also add that there's an element of relationships in every element. So thanks for your question, Sophia. And, um, okay. So there's two questions regarding the bedroom. So we just finished a podcast episode about common feng shui bedroom mistakes to look out for. And these two are actually addressed in there. And mm-hmm. um, it was like literally last week, last yes, episode, last, but we'll, we'll just summarize again. So Bianc Martin asked, my bed is facing the bathroom door. What can I do? Question mark. And then Victoria Hayes, 87 asked, how do you fix a bedroom where your feet face the door? Help. There's no other way to arrange. So I'll offer some suggestions first is um, both are talking about um, your feet are facing a door. So whether it's a bedroom door or a bathroom door, it's not ideal in feng shui, but it sounds like both of you can't do anything about it. So one, don't fall into the trap of feeling like your whole world is collapsing around you because then you're creating a whole element of difficulty for yourself that doesn't need to be there. And the first option that Laura always says is, can you move your bed or will you move your, what is it that you say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, can you move your bed or do you not want to move your bed? Yeah. Like you can say, oh yeah, you say the best thing is to move your bed, but it's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Yes. Well, can so, you, can't you literally, or yeah, you just don't want to. Yeah. So really think about that question. And then if you cannot move your bed, then you can purchase a high quality feng shui crystal ball. Now I need not a quartz crystal or a citrine crystal, but you want to buy the highest quality you can, you know, with what you can afford. And this is the case for all feng shui adjustments. So you want to get a faceted feng shui crystal ball, minimum of 40 millimeter, not a tiny little one the size of an olive, but one that's about the size of like a clementine or a small tangerine or something. And it needs to be hung halfway between the foot of the bed and the door from the ceiling and the bottom of it can align with the top of the door. But you want to make sure that the door does not hit the feng shui crystal ball because that would be a problem. So you don't want to create obstacles. So that would be, that's the easiest way to repair your situation because the feng shui crystal ball will bring in more light and clarity and help to redirect the chi that's coming at you. This actually connects to another question. Where did that one go? Oh, yeah. So Tina Doctor 7 asked, I'm working on changing the negative things in my life. What do you recommend for that, Laura? Um, what we well, talk- I give you, I would first say, good, good for you. Working on changing the negative things. Um, I think that's great. And that you're aware of it. And that, honestly, that's the first step. So whatever mundane, whatever actions you can take on a personal level are, are where you want to start. And then you can layer on some feng shui. 
So I don't know what kind of negative things are and what, you know, what's been going on. And this is when, when you work, when you do a consultation with, um, you know, with a, um, a practitioner, you can really dig deep and it's kind of cool because you can find some, you know, you can really have, reveal some cool things and really target things. But um, what, what Angie and I were sort of thinking one good way would be to just like lift your chi, support yourself, brighten yourself, brighten it up, like make, because you said the word negative is just sort of makes you feel like a little bit down. So what, let's do something positive, hang a feng shui crystal. So that crystal that Angie's been describing, faceted crystal glass, man-made has a little hole in the top. You put a little red string through it and you hang it from the ceiling, hang it above your head. And when you hang it above your head, really set the intention for it to represent it. it, It's been described by the professor as like a, like a little version of the sun because it actually reflects and makes rainbows on your window. It's really cool. It's really beautiful and lovely. And it's, it represents light and brightness. And so really, you know, visualize that you're adding the sun right above your head and, you know, it's lifting your chi and it's bringing all this positivity. So that's what I would kind of say. I was like a big, as a blanket way to, to do it. And then, you know, um, if you really wanted to dive deep, you know, you can work with a, with a practitioner as well or a consultant. Yeah. And they can give you something more mm-hmm. specialized. Let's we have three more potential ones. How many do you want it to, do we want to try to do them? Well, quickly? let's do them quick. Yeah. I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead. This is from okay, okay, okay. him at skin Amore skincare mm-hmm. studio. And is it possible, Laura, is it possible to stir up too much chi? She's gone through all her closets, piles of storage bins and projects in one month. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I mean, yes, I think it is, but from what you're describing, I wouldn't say that that would stir up too much chi. I mean, you know, there is a, there is actually an adjustment to like move 27 things in your home in order to change. Like usually it's things that are like really heavy and rooted down. So, um, I would say good, first of all, good for you. Like, I think it's probably a good thing. And if it does stir up too much chi, um, I think that's okay. I think just ride it, you know, and, uh, and then ride the wave of too much chi and it'll settle. But, you know, you did it for a reason and you probably did it because you wanted to change something and you did want this. So I would say, you know, yes, be careful what you ask for sometimes, but lean into it, you know, ride it. It's, it's, it's good. I mean, it needed to get done and you did it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good thing personally. Okay. Next one. Sonia dot Sarah Sani asked, how bad is a staircase in the middle of the home? You know, in general, staircase is not ideal in the center of the home. And if you've been listening to us for a while, we don't like to say this is really bad for you. So it's a challenging situation. So the simple quickie feng shui adjustment. And if you work with a consultant, they're going to be able to give you something. Or if you work with one of us or take take classes, you'll learn lots of other ways to work with it. But a quickie answer for a podcast is to hang again that feng shui crystal ball from the center of the ceiling in the stair that's in the center of your home. But it does cause a lot of difficulty because it can be a major drain on your resources and affect your life in a lot of ways, a lot of ups and downs in your life. Okay. Last one, Laura, this one's for you from Juniper Healing Arts. Is there a, something she wants a cure for food wastage in the kitchen, how to bring more attention to her resources? Hmm. 
That's a big question. Again, I would say the fact that you've actually realized and recognized that you're wasting food is 50% of the way. So now you just have to actually, you know, put something into action. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously the mundane things you can do around it, right? Just, you know, make lists, be better, plan your meals, that kind of stuff. Um, but you asked, you know, I'm wondering if maybe your thinking that this food wastage is somehow connected with how you see your resources. And so we can get at that a little bit because you're wasting food and you've worked really hard to buy that food. You worked really hard to make the money to buy that food. And then you bring the food home and you're not using all that food. So that's one thing that, you know, we can touch on. And actually I'll let Angie answer that part because I'm going to just talk about a really simple thing, a way you can think about this because you said the word cure. So I'm going to maybe think about one little simple adjustment that you could do and visualize this. Now we've done a bunch of podcasts on where do you put your garbage? Where do you put this? And, you know, saying, you know, as long as you keep it moving and, you know, you're changing it and you're not letting it sit there and fester, it's fine. So I would say if you are all of the combust, compostable food that you have, all the fruits, the banana peels, all that stuff, eggshells, I would get something that you, a small composter and place it in, which is the relationship area of your kitchen. Now, everyone's gonna be like, what? But the reason I'm saying that is because remember how I talked about the fact that it's an earth gua? That is, it's going to return back to earth. So it's a good thing. You're actually, you know, first of all, you're, you're not wasting it anymore. And it's returning to the earth. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's making the soil richer. So it's making, you know, this whole, that whole area richer and you're seeing it as um, a positive thing. So that's one thing I would say, apart from the mundane things like, you know, make a meal plan, you know, try to plan your life, you know, all that kind of stuff. That would be the one thing that I would sort of say, you could give it a try and try to eat, maybe bring in more foods that can be composted, composted and that are easier to, um, you don't feel that, that, waste is so horrible because you can actually convert it back into soil, which is what that gua is all about. Yeah. And I think there's more to unpack with this, but maybe we'll do it on another episode or I'll do it on an IG live. I might do it on an Instagram. I think there's, cause for me, like the idea of resources is something I've been thinking a lot about. And I think it actually relates to the abundance wealth area, but that's my own personal take. So Look for mm-hmm. it somewhere else, Juniper Healing Arts. Maybe I'll call. I'll uh, mention you so you can you can see. But thanks you for all watch. the great questions, guys. We might pop these stickers up on our Instagram more often because we got a lot of a lot to work with. So thank mm-hmm. you, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen every Monday for a new podcast episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. And also be on our mailing list if you want to ask any other questions for another Ask Angie and Laura. Well, you're going to try to do them like once a month or so. And if you like our podcast, please share it with others. And if you want to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. And you can also support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Our certification starting this week. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week.